You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 61. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. So today, I want to talk about when your goal weight is actually a mirage. And by that, I mean, you want to believe that when you achieve your goal weight, that your weight loss struggle will be over right? You'll finally be happy and be able to feel good about yourself. I get it. Been there, done that. But what about that expression? Happiness is the journey, not the destination. Because there really is a lot of wisdom in those words. So I want to read to you a Facebook post that I found that really helps to illustrate what I'm talking about. Here we go. To say I've let myself go is an understatement. On the left in 2015, I was in the best shape of my life. I had just met goal weight on Weight Watchers and lost 45 pounds. Now, I'm 30 pounds heavier than I was when I started WW the last time. I've started and stopped Weight Watchers several times since, only to keep falling back into bad habits. My emotions control my eating. I'm considering starting again and would love your thoughts about the new program and tips to ensure I stick with it. Thanks in advance. So when I read this post, the thought that occurred to me was, when you're up to your ass in alligators, it's hard to remember your original intent was to drain the swamp. Have you heard that expression before, right? So when you focus on that goal and you're attached to the outcome, right, a result in the future, it's actually something outside of your control. So if you're defining success as achieving this goal and hinging your happiness on that outcome, which again, you have no control over, you're actually setting yourself up for disappointment. Okay, so think about goals like winning a tennis match. Do you have control over that? Not if your opponent has something to say about it, right? So How many times have you caught yourself thinking, I'm going to be so happy when I finally hit my goal weight? So does that mean you can't be happy unless that happens? Hmm, of course not. Okay, so my point is I want you to be really careful about what you focus on. If you focus on that outcome, It becomes very easy, very tempting to actually try to manipulate what you're doing in order to get that outcome, right? So when you think about education, where we talk about learning and mastering the material, if you get too focused on the grade, let's say getting an A on an exam, exam, imagine how tempting it is 
to cheat in order to get that A, right? Lots and lots of examples of that. Or when you look at the scale, the different things you can do to try to get the scale to move that have really nothing to do with losing fat, right? That legitimate fat loss that most people are looking for when they think about goal weight. So when you focus on restricting calories, as an example, it's usually because you want to get to that goal weight as fast as you can, right? If you work out five days a week at a gym, assuming that they're open, right? Again, you're trying to get to your goal weight as fast as you can. And because of that, it seems like the scale ends up moving really slowly. You keep looking for really dramatic results, right? And when it moves slowly, it feels like it's, well, like you're watching paint dry or grass grow. So when you have a bad day and you turn to your favorite comfort foods or the weekend rolls around and you decide it won't hurt to cheat, but then you end up feeling really guilty, like you fell off the wagon and have to get back on. Well, what happens? You end up having to do this reset, this hard reset. And then what happens when you actually achieve some success? Right, that goal weight. Chances are the results are temporary and they're fleeting. As a matter of fact, the way we're talking about it, hitting that goal weight when you get on that scale is just an event, right? It's a moment in time. So then after the celebration, you may wind up thinking, now what? Right now, I can go back to my normal way of eating is what a lot of folks on diets or Weight Watchers or most of the weight loss programs out there, not all, but most. And of course, fitness challenges wind up thinking. All right. So now I want to share with you a conversation I had with one of my clients. And the reason I keep providing all these examples is because I really am hoping that you can find one that really resonates with you. Okay, so it's not just the concept, right? I want you to be able to apply it, to see yourself in it. So I started working with this client, oh, about a year ago, April or May. She is extremely accomplished. She's got a PhD and Back in February 2020, she just had her baby right before the pandemic lockdown. And she, eight, nine weeks later, was working full time as an epidemiologist during a pandemic. And she wanted to lose weight. So in our conversations, what I heard coming out of her was a lot of shame around not being able to achieve her goal weight, being really hard on herself. And so I asked her, well, what will you be thinking once you actually do reach that goal weight? Will you be happy? And she said, well, no, I probably will then just end up worrying about gaining it back. So this is what I mean when I say that achieving your goal weight 
can be a mirage, right? She was finding no peace at achieving that goal. So that's why it's really important to remember that both happiness and life are about the journey and not the destination. So how exactly do we make that happen? Well, first, instead of focusing your attention on these results-oriented goals, I want you to start with intentions and then set your goals. Okay, so that's like starting with the end in mind. Then I want you to focus on creating the conditions for the outcomes that you want. And lastly, I want you to focus on identity-based habits instead of outcome-based habits. All right, so let's unpack these one at a time. First, start with your intentions instead of just goals. So instead of just having results-oriented goals, I actually want you to focus on intention. So you need both, but too often we actually literally forget about the intention. All right, so I want you to focus on intention. And if you're unclear about what the differences are, I would say there are four. So generally speaking, intentions are really designed to be fairly vague. They're phrases that mention a general result, or maybe it's a single word. So an example of an intention would be, I want to be a happy and healthy person. Of course, there's no coincidence that that's the name of this podcast, right? So goals, on the other hand, are the actions or the expectations and the results that you want to achieve. So these tend to be narrow in scope. So an example here, I want to achieve and maintain a healthy weight. Or better yet, as a fitness trainer and nutrition coach, I would prefer I want to achieve and maintain a healthy body composition because this takes into account both fat and lean body mass, right? Which are the bones and muscles, right? All of that good stuff. So your goals are also focused on the future, whereas intentions are about being in the present moment. So goals are a destination or a specific achievement. Intentions are lived each day, and they're independent of achieving the goal or destination. So goals are external achievements as measured, for example, by the number on the scale, while intentions are about your relationship with yourself and with other people. For example, being healthy or being kind. So generally, when we talk about defining goals, we can use the SMART method, right? You've heard of SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, okay? When you think of intention, this is really about a way of being that's based on your values. So we set goals and we live with intention, 
Okay, so that's number one. Too often, we wind up only setting goals and we're not clear about what the intention is. Okay, because when you think about, I want to be a happy and healthy person, right? That way of being. If what we're doing to lose weight is making us miserable, then our goals and our intentions are out of alignment, right? We want to rethink that. So the second thing to focus on is creating the conditions for the outcome you want. In other words, creating the systems and processes that will lead to better outcomes, right? So for example, if you want the result to be that you arrive on time, what are different things that you can do? You can make sure that you budget enough time to get ready, right? You can anticipate traffic and then figure out what time you need to leave. And then you can actually leave early. So what if you want to have a happy marriage? You can't get there directly. You have no control over that outcome. What you can do is focus on developing solid communication skills, right? Having good empathy skills, loving yourself, right? Which then affects how you show up in the relationship. So if you're all about living a happy and healthy life, then to create those conditions, you would want to make sure that you have healthy, nourishing, nutritious foods that are convenient, that are nearby, right? What would that mean? That would mean when you go grocery shopping, what are you putting in your shopping cart? And when you look at your weight, it really is more like the grade on an exam in that it's only supposed to be a measure of your health, right? As a matter of fact, it's only one of the measures. We also look at things like your blood pressure and your cholesterol level, right? If we were to unzip you and look at you on the inside, how healthy are you? And then the third area of focus is on identity-based instead of outcome-based habits. So when it's outcome-based in weight loss, it's about achieving that goal rate, right? We tend to want those instant results, the quick fixes. And we're lured into that diet mentality. So this would be like if you focused on getting an A on an exam instead of mastering the material, think about the different things you could do. Cheating becomes very tempting, right? You don't worry about that if you've mastered the material. Because even if you don't get an A on an exam, a particular exam, you know that there are other things that may have happened that affected that grade. You might actually end up even disagreeing with one of the test questions or something like that. Because when you really think about what the original intent of an exam is, or at least should be, especially when we talk about kids in school, it's actually trying to determine, hopefully, how well you understand 
the material, right? So when you lose sight of what that original intention was, this is when you really get in trouble. So when you look at the number on the scale, I want you to be using this same kind of thinking, because if, for example, it's all water weight, right? Whether it's because you've been hydrating really well, or the opposite, you ate a bunch of salty food and you're now retaining water. What we want to do is keep our focus on, if anything, all the non-scale victories. Did you move your body? Did you hydrate well? Did you eat healthy, nutritious, nourishing foods? Did you move your body? Did you get enough sleep? Right? This is where we're creating the conditions that allow, that actually facilitate that happy, healthy life. That, that's the intention where now our goals become creating those self-care habits that I'm always talking about. And the outcomes, like the number on the scale, are actually just telling us, giving us feedback about how we're doing with those habits. Got it? So when we talk about identity-based versus outcome-based, I want you to think about if you identify as someone who struggles with weight. So in the podcast with Sadie Simpson, right, we talked about four eating personas, the careful eater, the professional dieter, the unconscious eater, and then the intuitive eater. So if you're someone who struggles with weight and has a a history of dieting, think about what kind of habits an unconscious eater has. Probably some stress and emotional eating, right? Maybe following really restrictive diets until you can't. Or white knuckling it, right? Relying on willpower. And then succumbing to cheat days, right? Turning to comfort foods when you're stressed or bored or upset. And then think about what are some of the thoughts that you wind up having. So it could be things like, why is weight loss so hard? Now, contrast that. So contrast provides clarity. So contrast that with what a healthy, fit person who loves herself does. What does she eat? What does she drink? What does she spend her days doing? How does she structure her day? And then what kind of thoughts does she have? Versus someone who's struggling with their weight, right? So the kinds of thoughts that someone who's healthy and fit, who spends her time moving her body and eating well, probably does some planning of her day, right? Figures out when she's going to move her body. Puts a shopping list together, right? Maybe looks at recipes and figures out what to buy so that she has healthy options on hand. So this comes down to asking yourself, what kind of habits would this type of person, the type of person you want to become, what kind of habits does she have? And mind you, I am not saying you're going to become that person overnight. 
Okay. But each and every time you do what the person you want to become would do, you are reinforcing that identity shift. And when you do these three things, you are far more likely to enjoy the journey, right? By focusing on that process and truly be happier and healthier in your life. So I put all of the stuff that I'm talking about in my breakthrough guide, which you can download by going to moxie-club.com slash breakthrough. And if you want my 30-day habit tracker for self-care habits, you can find it at moxie-club.com slash tracker. And if you go to the show notes, you can click on the link there, okay? So for those of you who are listening to this podcast, when you download that breakthrough guide, you're also going to have access to my free mini training where I walk you through the guide, right? So quick recap here. I want you to start with intentions and then set your goals. Okay, so that's like starting with the end in mind. Number two, I want you to focus on creating the conditions for the outcomes that you want. And number three, I want you to focus on identity-based habits instead of outcome-based habits. Alrighty, so before I wrap things up today, I do have an ask. If you have been listening to this podcast and you've been enjoying it, I would love for you to write a review. It really does make a difference with the algorithm so that people can find it. And if you have already written a review, then I want to take this moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart because you are helping me reach more people and make the impact that I want. And really, it is about helping each and every person that I can reach, feel empowered to live the life they want. So now I am going to wrap things up today with a quote by James Clear. Every action is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B.com. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. <laughs>